0: Welcome to 891 WEMU. This is Creative Impact and I'm Deb Pollack, President and CEO of Creative Washtenaw and your host. Thanks for tuning in. This is the second of a two-part segment focused on the six-decade career of the artist, ceramicist, and professor Suzanne Stevenson. Patty Smith is working with Suzanne and a team to document, catalog, and archive Suzanne's work. Patty, welcome to Creative Impact. Hello.
1: Well, h- thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, so Patty Smith, what's in a name? I know mm-hmm. at least three women in Washtenaw County who are tied to the arts whose name is Patty Smith.
1: So, what's your line? <laughs> Which Patty Smith are you? <laughs> <laughs> I am Patty Smith, the instigator and connector in the arts, I would say.
0: And I know you from when you worked at an owned, co owned River Gallery in Chelsea. That's correct. Yep with my friend Deb Greer, which was, it was a favorite destination, um, and I still miss it, as I'm sure lots of other folks do. Mm -hmm. Um, You were obviously working with artists. How did it tie you into or connect you to Suzanne Stevenson?
1: Well, it started actually when we began River Gallery in 2000. We were lucky enough to have um, the work of Jerry Kamrowski come into our hands. And that was our first exhibit that launched River Gallery and really set the tone for the quality of work that came after that. So um, once we did a few exhibitions under our belt, people kind of got wind of what we were doing. And others came to us to um, document and archive their collections as well. Um, the first of which came, I, let's see, the well, uh, Pat Williams, actually, who was a professor at Eastern, had passed away. And they hired River Gallery to manage their collection and do a show at Eastern and raise money that went towards a new loom for the Pat Williams Foundation here. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we did that, and we did that a couple other times with the Daniel Rhodes collection, with Richard Wilt's collection. Okay. And so
0: all of these are, are artists that have um, both had education careers at the Universities of Michigan and Eastern, yeah. and then also their own, um, co- their own body of work that they've created over the years. Correct, correct. So Suzanne, um, as we learned in our previous week, this again being the second time we've been having a conversation centered around Suzanne, um, she is a ceramicist, and what attracted you to her work?
1: I've known Suzanne's work for a long time, and we didn't have the opportunity to represent her at River Gallery because she had a, a different um, agent at the time. But it's her—it's—it's it's what everybody falls in love with, with her work. It's her color. It's her shapes. It's the spontaneity. It's the f- rawness. It's the freshness of it that a lot of others are drawn to. Um, and um, she's just a lovely person. She's a character. She has a rich history. She's a pioneer in the world of ceramics. It's an honor to be working with her on this team. So um, it's, it's an important history to capture because of her legacy that she built for herself.
0: So what did you walk into? I mean, when I think of <laughs> even my basement filled <laughs> with objects, you know, I can't imagine what a, 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 an artist's uh, work is like. You know, how many objects are we talking about? What kind of... Give
1: us a picture. Oh, dear. Okay. So when we came onto the project, I have to say, Suzanne was um, very organized. She had records and still does, and that leads into a different form of documentation. But she had um, records of all the work. The work was um, placed throughout the property that we had to organize and catalog and put into groupings. So we took the first three years um, making more sense of that and doing digital documentation of it so that the collection can be uh, placed and sold, which is my primary job, but also, um, along with all the papers and sketches and drawings and notes and teachings and things like that, um, we're, ho- we're um, going to be working with Eastern on um, doing that part of the archiving as well.
0: Will that be kept here at Eastern Michigan It'll University? be kept
1: here at Eastern, and I'm talking prematurely here, but it, if that all works out, what happens is that'll be archived here at Eastern, and then f- students and, and future teachers can reference that information. Um, that Suzanne has created over a lifetime.
0: 891 WEMU's Creative Impact continues with Patty Smith, a member of the team cataloging, archiving, organizing the works of artists and ceramicist Suzanne Stevenson. So when when you look at archives when they're put together, when they're organized, what's the purpose besides marking history? Are you trying to tell a story? And if you are, how do you do that? Or is it all very specifically, you know, this goes in that box and that goes in here? Is it a story or is it just a collection?
1: No, it's a story. And there's two parts to that. My primary job is documenting the objects and finding a home for the objects. So everything gets measured and um, uh, priced and photographed in many different sides. And um, that information gets stored as a historical reference, but also as a sales component so that we can place and sell the work.
0: So... How much time do you spend with one object? Documenting it? Yeah, just holding it, touching it, looking at it, deciding about it. Oh, good question.
1: It depends. It might be a few minutes. It takes, you know, maybe five, ten minutes to document a piece by the time you get it in the photo booth, and you measure it, and you write it down. You take the photos. You have to get it into the Google Drive, and... um, and uh, that way, in organizing it this way, the objects are much easier to find as well, find the location on the property and in the drive.
0: And do you have a number? Do you know how many pieces you're working with? <laughs> uh,
1: I, I'm going to guess. You're putting me on the spot. There probably is around 2,000 objects. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And where is this all kept?
1: It's all in the property, stored very carefully and um, methodically. And um, some are in boxes. Some are on shelves. But they're all labeled and organized, and um, uh, at the studio on the property.
0: Wow! Do you, how often do you want to take a piece and buy it yourself?
1: <laughs> I've taken many pieces <laughs> and bought many pieces. My house is filled with Suzanne's work. So
0: Suzanne's husband is also uh, an artist. Are you touching? Are you working with his work at all, or is that we will? Are you we will, will
1: be working with John's work. John passed um, in two fifteen, and his body of work is as significant as Suzanne's, but. Um, we're taking one person at a time <laughs> right, <laughs> right now. I can't only
0: imagine. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned um, Suzanne's teaching methods and um, how that is also part of this.
1: What made her so special? Well, I think what she said, she was trying to describe the give and take, and she just mentioned that to us recently. I think she really was a good listener. She, she uh, encouraged people to be themselves and bring themselves into the work versus trying to fit a model. Right. She was so encouraging. And we've had so many students come back who are so Excited about what Suzanne has taught them, and primarily, some students have come back recently that we're so excited and said, "Suzanne, we did it! We did it! We're a full-time working artist. You helped us in in that process."
0: That's got to be the best reward. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand, and I've seen um, postings that you're actually doing some sales from some of these works. How's that been received, and um, is it going well?
1: It's going fabulous. We just switched over to opening the studio to the public. It was by appointment only for. for For a while while we were documenting, but now the studio is open to the public on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, and um, also open not just for sales but for people to come through and get that sense of the history and the legacy that they've left there. The studio is still intact in terms of how it was uh, used. We've we've, um, transformed it into a gallery, but to be in the studio and on the property where two icons in ceramics worked and brought so many other important people in the world through Ann Arbor. They were responsible for that as well. Um, Their house was an ever-changing hub of creatives coming and being nurtured. It's a wonderful place to be. You know,
0: we hear those stories about artist colonies in other places in the world. We don't always think about them right here at home. Yep. And, yep. and it's true yep. that it happens here, too. So um, quickly, what, uh, how far are you into the project and when do you expect it to be completed or will it ever be completed? It will
1: eventually. <laughs> but when we started the project, COVID hit. So we had a lot of um, setbacks there. But we're probably halfway into the project. There's probably two or three more years oh my gosh. of documenting, uh, m- maybe less than that, maybe two. And then the process of placing the work will take as long as it takes
0: piece by piece, putting it together. Keep us posted on your progress and any events celebrating Suzanne and her work. And, you know, thanks for joining us on the show and bringing this to our attention.
1: Oh, thanks. We're so excited.
0: That's Patty Smith, a member of the team, cataloging and archiving the works of artist and ceramicist Suzanne Stevenson. Find out more about Patty at WEMU.org. If you missed our segment on Suzanne Stevenson, find it on the Creative Impact Archive page on the website. You've been listening to Creative Impact. I'm Deb Pollack, President and CEO of Creative Washtenaw and your host, Matt Hobson, is our producer. Please join us every Tuesday to meet the people who make Washtenaw creative. This is 89.1 WEMU-FM, Ypsilanti Public Radio from Eastern Michigan University.